0: Once in a month, and better it be when the moon be full. This is Witching Around, the podcast which explores and celebrates modern day paganism and the community within. I'm your host, Regan Shanti. I'm a solitary eclectic pagan, a researcher, workshop leader and author. Every episode we will look at a specific subject and talk to others in the pagan community for their expert knowledge and thoughts. Very neat, everyone. I apologise right now for the sound quality. I'm having some issues with my headset, so I'm now using an older one, which is not very good. But the rest of the episode is fine, I assure you. So this month, we're going to be talking about getting started on the Pagan Path. And we will be talking to Maura Hoskinson and Jenny Cartledge about their personal experiences and basically any advice that they have for anyone else who is starting today. This episode was inspired by a friend of mine who messaged me via Facebook and asked about her teenager and said, what can she do to get started on wicker? where can she look, what can she read and I figured that would be a very very good topic to do with our podcast this month. So that's enough waffle from me, I really hope you enjoy listening to this episode and on we go to the podcast. Okay so uh, before we get stuck in on our topic today, uh, would you both like to say a couple of things about you and your part? So my name is
1: Moira Hodgkinson. I'm currently 50 years old and I've been practicing witchcraft since I was in my early teens. Um, I'm at the stage now where I'm in a coven, and, but I have practiced solitarily as well. I teach workshops and classes in witchcraft and paganism, everything from the cycles and seasons to how to do spell work. I also author witchy how to books and pagan fiction. Uh,
2: I'm Jenny Cartledge. I have been a witch for the last 16 or so years every time it increases and my maths gets off so that might be completely wrong um I've started off in sort of witchcraft and things but I stick my fingers in many pots and more recently have been drawn to druidry and things like that so I have been uh weaving weaving along my path for the last several years um changing as my path fits me
0: And being that I have some weighing on this topic as well, I will also talk about this. So I have been a practicing witch for nigh on 20 years. Uh, I started off as a Wiccan, a solitary Wiccan. And then as time's gone on, I have picked and chosen from different paths. And yeah, movement meditation, Hinduism and general eclectic paganism is where I'm at. So... Moving on to our beginnings, because I wanted to focus today on how we found the paths and advice for new witches on the path. So how and when did you first come across paganism?
1: For me, it was when I was really young. I grew up in a house where we had, uh, my mum was Christian, but she was also had an interest in odd things and weird things so there were books like Dennis Wheatley's uh, The Devil and All His Works next to things like Enid Blyton and I think a lot of my journey began living in the countryside with my parents as well always kind of foraging for little bits and things and just kind of falling in love with with nature and then having tarot packs in the house and things like that I became interested in Mm -hmm. how the how the landscape shapes us and how uh how so many people who have deep spiritualities have this utter connection with the earth, and and that for me I guess is where it started that that love of nature that was instilled in me early on by my parents and all the kind of unusual esoteric things that my mum had on the bookshelves.
2: Yeah, I think initially my path is probably the same, very similar to Moira anyway, where I ended up sort of I didn't necessarily have a pagan upbringing because nobody said that Um, but my dad was there uh, teaching me all the little bits and pieces of folklore and we watched things on tv which admittedly was mainly aliens Um, but there were some things there about ghosts and spirits and fairies and all that kind of thing and um, my one of the first books I ever read was a copy of my dad's well, one of my my dad's only witchcraft book, uh, which was Natural Magic by Dominic Valiente, and I think I was probably about fifteen at the time. Um, and my dad sort of was like, "Oh, have you read this?" And I went, like, "No," thinking he was talking about a book of poetry for some reason. Um, and he pulled it out, sort of flicked through some of it, found the chapter on sex magic. Thought perhaps I was a little bit too young for that at the time. And uh, put it in the cupboard. So, about five minutes after he went away, I fetched it out of the cupboard and sat and read it. Um, and then it sort of progressed over bits and pieces over the internet and things through that. Um, but I think one of the things that sparked, and I know that Regan, this is going to be probably the same for you, was through watching Charmed and things like Harry Potter and things like that. <laughs> Yes, so I was
0: going to, I was thinking, listening to you both, and I'm thinking, oh, no, I've, you're talking about all these these, all these natural, organic ways you found the craft, and then there's me going, I watch Charmed.
2: Oh, no, Charmed was definitely a part of it. Although I had that sort of, you know, me and my dad spoke about things like spirit guides and things like that, you know, from growing up. Um and I, I grew up in this tiny little village in Scotland as well. So it's just, I spent all my time outside in the summer. So very connected to nature, very connected to the earth. But the one thing that pulled me into the, the magic aspects of it was Charms and Harry Potter. I won't lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you two are very lucky to have the internet. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, the generation above well, probably two generations above you two and there was no internet we had one book in the library that I could never get hold of because it was always out on loan years later I found out it was my sister who'd got that book out on loan most of the time <laughs> um it, it, it was uh yeah so there was a boy I liked at school and I decided I was going to make him ask me out because he was going out with my friend Tracy and I got all my little bits and pieces together and shook this little box of, there was little bits of nettles and, and dandelions and things in there and water in a wine bottle that I pretended was wine because it was only about 12 or 13 and I shook it all together, he's going to ask me out and the next day he did, so that was, he split up with me the next day because that's what happens when you're, when you're 12 or 13, that was fine. But it really sparked this interesting magic and i realized that all the stories i'd read about all the dennis sweetly fiction there was some truth behind this and i became so curious about magic but i had no internet to turn to so i think you mentioned natural magic jenny mm-hmm. and and that was definitely one of the the early pioneering books that set a lot of people on their path i've got several copies of that i'm sure you too have as well
2: <laughs> yeah yeah unfortunately my dad asked for his original, well it wasn't an original copy but it was published in the 60s or something or 70s. Um, Unfortunately he asked for that back so I don't have that nice old copy left
0: anymore. My getting into paganism is actually all that interesting because as I said it's about charmed and then I actually started learning more about everything behind it and then actually I wasn't very connected to nature as a kid. I was very much one of those tech kids because growing up in the 90s and I was all very much into that kind of stuff and then it wasn't until I got to my teens when I started getting more connected to nature and I think paganism is what got me there and seeing as we were talking about the internet and specific books uh what was your most valued resource when you first started out
2: when I first started out um it genuinely was the internet um I And i still have them somewhere i've got pages and pages of stuff that i printed off this one forum um and it wasn't witchcraft.org although a lot of stuff came from there um but there was a bell i think it was belgian run forum on the occult um there was also occult forums at the time um there were two separate forums and i ended up downloading and printing much to my mother's dismay um, lots on herbs so I've got pages and pages of herbs and correspondences and colour correspondences and things like that so where I didn't necessarily have access to books at the very beginning I still had that information available to me um, and things like an Egyptian horoscope which is one of the most random things I've ever come across I've never seen it again um wow. Yeah, so there was there's a few bits and pieces um, joining in the occult forum as well. It was like a witchcraft wicker section on there, which is where I started out. Um, so yeah, definitely the internet to begin with, um, because at the time I had access to that more than I had books.
1: Yeah, for me, um, the internet came a bit later for me, but it was definitely books, uh, and um, I think some of the some of the pivotal books for me were uh Ray Beth's Hedgewitch um the books by Janet and Stuart Farrar uh two of them have been come by now into The Witch's Bible books by Vivian Crowley and uh, Scott Cunningham they're some of the the kind of pioneering authors of the sort of 80s uh, 70s and 80s whose, whose books have kind of stood the test of time and now we've got some really really great authors as well there's um Silver Ravenwolf I think yeah. the name is yeah. Yeah. yeah i got that right and um Fiona Horn. there's all kinds of new authors coming along who've got modern takes on that old knowledge, because uh, a lot of the books that are around when I was first finding my way into paganism were a bit dated. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really nice to see this whole range of information on the Internet. And of course, remember that as you're reading a book, you've only got one person's opinion, whereas you're, you're um, chatting on these forums, Jenny, you will have got much more individual information out of that and lots of different opinions that helped form what it is you believe and how you practice.
2: Absolutely. And I think that the forums that I, um, started on probably started that little spark in my head. that no offense to Wiccans that Wicca wasn't the be all and end all. Um, but definitely to not just take things at face value and, you know, question it and things like that, which is what I I do a lot now. And something I always say, um, And I think that it sort of stood me in good stead for the remainder of my path. And certainly up to now, you know, even though I'm several years into it, not afraid at all to start looking at new things or delve into new things and, you know, just adapt as to how I feel my practice, whether my practice feels right for me as I go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. It's important to kind of assess where we are. And Mm. I, I often like to review the basics as well, go back to those initial first learnings that I had and and see where am I now what, what's changed what's happened what can I invent and do again
0: which brings me to my next question which is has your path changed as you first started and if so <laughs> how and yes yeah, so and I'm saying this knowing full well what the answers are going to be I thought it'd be a good way to start off especially for any which is coming to the scene now and thinking okay I need to pick my path because that's the one I'm going to be on for the rest of my life so would you like to share your experiences on how it's changed
2: So, as I said, I started off looking at Witchcraft and Wicca. Dorian Valiente and Scott Cunningham were the first books I read. And um, there were always bits of those books that I didn't necessarily agree with, Um, particularly Scott Cunningham, which was the first branded Wicca book, I suppose, that I read. Um, There were things in there like ritual stances and things that I didn't want to do because I felt really silly. Um, so I have adapted things like that but also as I've progressed and I've read more and um anybody who knows me knows that I've got screeds and screeds of books on almost every aspect of paganism you can think of I could probably start up my own library um through that through attending talks at events and things like that it's really sort of made me question my beliefs and I do that very regularly and um realize that I'm so far now from what I both started with what my what my initial beliefs were um but it's again it's just through reading through practicing and understanding what feels right and what doesn't feel right for me so I, I started off in Wicca um I've moved on to I moved on to just saying I was pagan for such a long time um Now, and again, I had sort of looked at Druidry. I've gone through goddess worship several points and I have come back to Druidry because I feel that that's right for me. It's just changed how I feel that my path feels for me, how where I am in my life at that time as well. There are so many things out there that will affect your path directly when you don't think about it. So by all means, start on a particular path, start on Wicca, start on Druidry. But don't be surprised if in a few years or even in a few months that that changes completely.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. My path has changed so much. I started out with some of the kind of Wiccan based books and I thought that that's witchcraft. I found it and um, I started to do those rituals on my own and eventually realized I needed company of other people. So I got involved with the pagan community. There wasn't much of one back then. So it just took me a little while to find my feet as a solitary witch doing a bit of this and a bit of that. But once I had got the hang of what I was doing, uh, experimentation and substitution of one thing for another started to become a regular part of my practice. And so it kind of grew organically into something that was just mine rather than any particular type of path, although I'm very much of which through and through. I've delved into shamanic practices, including a lot of deep shamanic journeys and soul retrieval work. Um, I, dabbled with uh, reclaiming wicca at one point, which is a a witchcraft tradition that's very much about activism and environmental action, that kind of thing. So supporting uh, activists through magic and ritual. Uh, I've run a small independent coven um, made up of people from my local community who I became close friends with, who'd got a similar level of understanding as me and that ran for about seven years and it was really, really good. Um, when that finally uh, fizzled out for, for various reasons that I won't go into, I was left on my own again and I really enjoyed being a solitary witch, um, just kind of doing my own thing. Um, but I did start to miss that group practice. So as I moved to Sherwood Forest about 10 years ago, I started doing open rituals for the public in the forest, which other pagans came along to. Um, and also my path has changed because I was I started getting asked to do talks and workshops at small festivals and things so my path is quite different in some ways I i, I think people see me as a bit of a mentor although I certainly know that the more I think you probably find this out as well it's that the more that I learn the more no, I know I've still got to learn and how little I actually know even after along many years of practice I think that's definitely something that I keep revisiting is what what is next what's coming next now I'm in another coven which is Wiccan and it's not at all what I thought it was going to be and I'm a member of that group because of the people that I met rather than their particular practice but alongside that I do still have my own uh, solitary rituals and things that I do so I have delved into druidry but that that wasn't for me um, but it is an incredibly oh, it's such, such a rich, um, vibrant, mythological and practical aspect of the worship that I think sometimes witchcraft misses out. So I really like to combine bits of my shamanic journey work with witchcraft and delve into things like uh, those, those deep journey works where you can do a little bit of kind of shape shifting and moving in different realms to really experience what things are like outside of the mundane and I, I just yeah so I, I'm definitely still a witch but my witchcraft itself has changed over the years sometimes I've gone back sometimes I've gone ahead in different directions but it's uh, it's always evolving and it's it's just to let people out there if you're starting on your path it doesn't have to be it forever you can dip in and out of different practices different mythologies and pantheons
2: it's not linear is it it's very um like you said you you start off doing things you go back to the beginning um to revisit some things and then you can possibly look at them in a completely different way or pick something up that you sort of maybe left at the at the wayside at the time at the beginning and then you start going down that path and things like that it's paths aren't straightforward they're not one point to another um they're a bit and to quote the great 10th Doctor, they're a bit wibbly wobbly. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, you've got paths leading off of paths, and then they look around, and you end up sort of where you were before, or the leads to somewhere further above beyond where you ever expected to be. And I think it's very important to remember that with all pagan religions, not just witchcraft. Um, I don't think there is ever an A to B without going through, you know. And Zed at some point along the way. Yeah, I definitely agree,
0: especially with my path that I started off going straight headlong into Wicca and goddess worship and leaving behind my family upbringing of Hinduism and thinking that doesn't resonate with me. Bye bye. Off to do my own thing. And then a couple of years ago, I finally found that the Hindu pantheon is actually what I needed. The pagan path is what I want, but it's the the hindu pantheon that spoke to me the most and i was kind of pushing that aside for a long time thinking that was me shedding off my previous learnings but it wasn't it was just poverty poking me in the shoulder going oi.
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny how the gods do kind of come speak to us when they want us to listen don't they it's almost oh, a, wasn't they so. have
0: their way yes <laughs> yeah I, I we've done this a few times already in this conversation but i want to have a small section specifically about Um, book recommendations so are there i will try and keep it to like two books at most per person so hmm. what would you recommend or Or even (laughs) if it's just something that you find useful now Maya can
2: go first i'll be here for days
1: (laughs) okay if i had to recommend two books the first would absolutely be ray beth's hedgewitch the second would be Valiant Valiante's Natural Magic. There we go. I
2: get down. You pinched one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> it is. The thing, the thing with with books on witchcraft and things, there are so many out there that cover it, either everything or tiny little aspects of it, um, or it's just tradition or it's just Wiccan and things like that. So it's really hard just to pick two books, but I would definitely back... Uh, Natural Magic, Doreen valiente is the first one. Um, I think it's great. As I said, it was one of the ones that I started off first. Um, what would I have as my second one?
1: It's difficult to choose, isn't it? There oh, are so many. Very
2: difficult. One, um, I, I'll, I'll recommend two more. If that's okay. If I don't get into trouble for that. Um <laughs> no, one that's fine. I've, one I've been reading recently, uh, Weaving the Liminal by... Laura Tempezakov. I've really enjoyed, Um, and I I have had to close the book several times to think about what I've been reading. Um, It's not a very big book, um, but it is a great. It is great. Um, And then the other one, in terms of my druid side, is Head Druid by um, Joanna Van der Hoven. I think is how you say her name. And she does follow druidry. She follows witchcraft as well, as long with some Buddhist things. But it's her sort of solitary look at being a druid. Um, And it does weave some of those more witchcraft elements in there as well, which is definitely more the druidry, I think, that appeals to me than um, some of the bigger groves and things like that. Although I am still looking at Bod and I'm still training through O'Bod as well. Um, So I think those would be my two.
0: Three. Well, I will count that as two purely because your, your first one was back in. It was the same as Morris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'll be honest, the reason why I said two is because I can't narrow it down to one. <laughs> <laughs> so my two that I recommend from a witchcraft and eclectic perspective would be Seeking the Green by Tillian Penry. Oh, yeah, that's hands down. One. I mean, I would also recommend basically anything written by her because she's got a nice mixture of different subjects but I'm going to go with Seeking the Green because that was that was the one that really got me into her as an author. And another one, and my other one would be actually not a witchcraft book, but it's a spiritual one, and that's Sweat Your Prayers by Gabrielle Roth. And that one talks a lot about using movement as a form of worship. So that's definitely one for people who like to move around a lot. I don't that think we can great. have
2: a section on books without talking about... The one and the only Professor Ronald Hutton, either. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We need agreed. Agreed. Um, I think um, if anybody listening does go to any pagan events, Professor Ronald Hutton, I think people just sort of, you know, almost kiss the ground he walks on. um <laughs> But definitely, sort of pagan Britain and Triumph of the Moon. Um, yes. For those are, I think, certainly Triumph of the Moon. I think is very very pivotal. And learning a bit witchcraft history um and um yeah Pagan Britain is just fantastic um yeah I couldn't
1: agree more Jenny Ronald Hudson's books are all well worth a read absolutely yeah I agree just just, just very 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 quickly I can't get away without <laughs> mentioning the late the, 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 the very very great Philip Heselton
2: oh, oh of course oh, not
1: absolutely
0: yes um i sorry no one heard of meow just then did they i didn't it was very very cute i think you should leave it in the
1: podcast okay. want to know how amazing cats are
0: absolutely <laughs> okay yes that was a, a little cameo from cassie the second of my four cats and the all black cats so obviously she needs to get away in here so obviously she's get her own opinions in which her opinion is i'm cassie i'm the best <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting on the pagan path what would it be
2: keep a journal write everything down um and it's one thing that i've been really bad at and haven't done but if you keep a journal if your path does end up in a place where you're not necessarily happy about it you can go back and have a look at the things that you've read about that you've practiced in the past and maybe revisit those things um and you know write about things that you agree with write about things that you don't agree with um it really helps you formulate what your path is what it is you believe and you know just figure out where it is that you are I know it's not ne- journaling isn't necessarily for everybody but um it's even if you're just writing down what books you've read and your opinion on it um you know have some sort of written record that you can go back and look at at some point in the past
1: That's great advice Jenny, I I would agree with that. I think for me, the one piece of advice I would like to give people, beginning their pagan witchy journey, is just to be open to whatever feels right. Don't go along to anything and think, this makes me really uncomfortable. Just be in a place where you're at peace with what you're doing and the people that you're around. And learning to trust your instincts a little bit so that you're opening up to possibilities of what is right for you. um maybe just kind of if if you're with other people discussing this sort of thing remember that your path is absolutely fine you're doing okay if you've got a path no matter what it is then probably you're doing it right there's no um there's no kind of rule book that we all have to follow so your thoughts and opinions about things are valid so long as you're in a space where it makes you feel comfortable and it just feels right intuition is really important and the more you listen to it the more you'll be able to relax into what you're doing and the path will open up and become easier. So trust your instincts and make sure you're in a place that makes it feel right for you. So you're in a comfy, loving, warm
0: space.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that as well. Yeah, I
0: I don't think I can actually add anything to that. I think you two kind of covered that. I would have said the same thing. Uh, So one more question. Are there any resources that exist now that you wish you would have had when you were starting out? the internet <laughs> yes I know I, I meant more specific like yeah. <laughs> so um, any specific <clears throat> websites blogs apps anything like that
2: it's not necessarily a resource for me like that's that's available to well it's, it's available to everybody but it's not something that you can just go and grab it's going to events I didn't really learn to be 100% comfortable with what it was that I practised until I started going to things like Artemis Gathering and Witchfest. And I was surrounded by like-minded people. And I could talk about things and not sound like I was completely crazy. Um, You know, having that community and seeing people practice your beliefs, or something at least akin to your beliefs... I think is very important um and they're also great places to learn new things um you can meet new people in the community you can meet amazing friends I've heard some of the best friends are (laughs) from um you know through these events and I I think they're very important
1: that would be my answer as well I'm not going to Um, try and come up with anything else because I think Jenny absolutely hit it on the head there, talking to other people, there were were no moots, no festivals, nothing at all around when I was, uh, you know, we're talking 30 plus years ago. There was very, very, very little and it wasn't until I started making connections with people who were much, much farther afield than I was across the country rather than my locality. Once I started connecting with people, that's when things just started to feel like I was in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. So the resources of people and exchange of ideas and friendships has been utterly invaluable and i didn't have that right when i started out so that was the resource that i would really want to have had then that i think is valuable for people today and of course remember that things can be online too so if you're not comfortable or if you if you something is stopping you from going physically to a mood or festival there are loads and loads of online forums and communities you can join in with instead
2: so so many and i think the last couple of years with um the pandemic have certainly sped that up and progressed it to a point uh, where sort of witchcraft paganism really has started to become inclusive to absolutely everybody regardless of their circumstances.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: So lastly, is there anything that you guys would like to say that
0: you haven't said yet?
1: I don't think so. But in terms of resources, remember that you can get books from your library. You can buy clothes from a thrift shop or make your own. Witchcraft and paganism shouldn't cost you anything and just be free to really experiment with what makes you feel happy what you're comfortable with and don't be afraid to speak out loud in the middle of your room on your own these words and rituals yeah <laughs> don't, don't be afraid don't be afraid to get stuck in just go for it
2: definitely that last part um and one again online is great for for resources and things you can buy so much online now that you you haven't been able to before um what I will say is if you are buying books and things like that make sure you are buying authentic books Yes, don't absolutely. download don't download ebooks and things because all you're doing is harming the authors um Should by there you mean the when they are coming from yeah illegal downloads. yeah illegal uh, downloads yeah um so make sure you're buying them from reputable places or download you know getting them from you you know kindle Kobo, whatever um you know we, we really want to help support not just authors but the publishers all these events all these organizations that are out there are there to help us and to support us um and I think it's really important that we support them as much as we can and um you know make sure that they're there for future generations um I'm so
1: pleased that you brought that up Jenny because it is true that downloading free illegal copies of things really does harm authors. we get little enough in royalties as it is um but we still get a royalty if you get your books from a bookshop um a library so please utilize your library if you want free books yes thank you jenny
0: okay and lastly where can we find you both on the socials
2: i don't have anything majorly particular on the socials i'm still very much sort of in the background, in my opinion. Um, I do speak at events and things like that, such as Artemis Gathering at the end of August, uh, which is- um, Which will have I already happened. happened by the well, time- It have already happened by yeah. the time. So, um, But uh, I do hang around in the Witchfest uh, group on Facebook. Um, and if anybody does want to get in touch with me, if they can um, drop me a message or if they have any questions.
1: Yeah, so thank you Jenny, I am on Mrs Tree Man on Twitter Moira Hodgkinson author on Facebook, or you can just Google Moira Hodgkinson for my website, uh, all my books are on Amazon. Um, but I also hang around at Artemis events and pagan pub moots around the Nottinghamshire area and I'm also happy to take any questions from people who, who have them. And uh, look forward to seeing you too at the Artemis event. So, if you Yay. haven't heard of that, please come along next year because you'll, you'll really enjoy that, I think. Yes,
2: it's a great yeah, event. It's
0: great. And yes, I'll put all of that in the show notes so that anyone who's not frantically taking notes during this episode can still get the information. And why not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you both of you for being my guests today. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it, Reagan
2: yeah thank you for having us Regan and hopefully at some point I'll be joining you on the in the hosting chair yeah this
0: has been Witching Around it was created and developed by Regan Shanty and is sponsored by Witchfest you can find us on Facebook by searching Witching Around our intro outro music is from the ashes by Solas thank you for walking this path with me merry meet and blessed be